People, now it's time for our favorite topic. You know how we do. We talk NFL talk. We'll give you a review of NFL Week 6 and look forward to NFL Week 7. To me, Primo, things that, that need to be talked about as far as the NFL Week 6, week six is uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting beat up somehow by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have no idea how that happened. I think that the the, uh, the the Buccaneers were nine and a half point favorites, which that's crazy uh, line, anyways. Uh, but nine and a half point favorites, and uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers just did not have it. I don't know what happened, how that happened. Actually, I do. No, I'm bullshitting you. I know exactly how that happened. I've been saying it from the beginning of the season. Tom Brady is how that happened. He's not in it. He doesn't want to do this anymore. His head is not in the game. Wait, 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 wait. Is it that he does not want to do it anymore, or is it that he realizes if he keeps doing it, he may lose everything? Well, he's losing. He's losing everything already. He didn't do it. Listen, his plan was to be an owner and the part owner of the Miami Dolphins. That was the plan. And then they realized that the owner over there is racist, so they blew up everything, right? And so he was not supposed to be playing this year, right? And then he's taking Wednesdays off, right? He doesn't go to practice on Wednesdays. He went out and partied Friday night at uh, his ex-owner's wedding. So he didn't have to go through walkthrough on Saturdays. Right, he does not. He's not 100% committed to this team. Like he's not. He's got other things going on. He's got other problems. He's not. He's not. And so for him, to me, to him to see him yelling at the offensive lineman during the game. He's done that before. He's done that before. But he, to me, he was, bro. When you're at work, right, and you have a boss, and you know your boss is like a fuck up, right, and he's gonna be yelling at you. Like, I don't care what you did in the past. Like, you're not. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I took it as. I was like, bro, like, you, you're not here on Wednesdays, right? You don't get to come to yeah, practice yeah. on Wednesdays, right? You didn't, you yeah. went party with your old team. Yeah, you can't be taking breaks and then get mad at people for, yeah. for things that are not doing well. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's not even that. Like, Tampa Bay gets, uh, what is what was the number? 17% of, of Tom's throwbacks are got pressure on them which is like the league lowest right yeah so you're just it, it was a bad game and you're just there throwing a temper tantrum when they're just having a bad game overall they've been protecting you yeah right and for him to me like i said and i, and I said it again i'm gonna say it again i said i think tampa goes down this year i don't think they're gonna make the playoff and i think that it is absolutely 100 percent it's gonna be the goat's fault interesting I don't. This is the thing. This guy is too good at comebacks, right? And however, which way you want to take that. And I don't see this team imploding with the amount of experience he has, the amount of talent that they have. And also, you know, I think there is too much strong coaching and management for them to just let this thing just like fall into pieces also i think tom brady is too much of a competitor to let something just like i i I think he's too much of a competitor to allow himself to be embarrassed right 
and I think he will figure out a way to turn it around. And also, it seems like historically he's also had such great relationships with his offensive linemen that I'm sure he will find a way to make this up to them if those guys felt that way or felt like they were like being humiliated or, or that they just got an issue with it. But you had one lineman come out this week and say that he loved it, that he was fine with it, he was cool with it. Now, whether that line is just to like cover it up and like throw out the, the media coverage, it's still a guy backing you out in public with his own words. And, and so, you know, that type of backup is, you know, it's a step in the right direction. I, I don't see it as a huge deal, but I do think it does tarnish some of the legacy stuff if he's being an idiot with his own offensive lineman in public, right? Like out in the open. But I do think it's something that can be fixed. The, the quarterback that I'm most concerned with, is, or who, yeah, that I'm most concerned with of like, his legacy is about to just take a dive is Aaron Rodgers because this team is not ready like they are not close to being good where Tampa is I don't think Green Bay is I think Green Bay is going to struggle mightily and it's going to take a toll on Aaron Rodgers as the course of the year goes on yeah it is you're right and I'm absolutely loving it this is the bed that he made okay <laughs> this is this is his fault like I don't yeah yeah Aaron Rodgers, this is this is the team that you constructed, right? Devontae Adams was there. He felt disrespected. He didn't like all the gameplay. Am I coming back? If you're not coming back, I'm on money and all this stuff. And Devontae just said, I'm out. I am out. I don't care if Aaron's here, right? And so you have absolutely nobody throwing to. He leads the league and, and passes uh, behind the line of scrimmage because the, the – they have nobody to throw the ball to. They have no, and I don't think, I think I know a lot of Green Bay Packers fans are hoping OBJ is is going to be the savior for that. Um, the reports that I read yesterday, like he's not really, he's got a little setback. He's not coming back to like December maybe. Now that's too late. Yeah, and that's too late. And, I, and he's not going to choose Green Bay if he's coming back in December. He's going to pick a playoff team, and by December, like Green Bay, you're not going to be in it. I'm sorry. And, and playing in that cold is not good for his injury either, like coming back from an injury like that. You know what's interesting to me in, in these situations like OBJ is if you're a team that really does believe the guy, I would sign him much earlier, right? Because they wait till like the guy's ready to come back. I would sign him earlier and I get that because they want to pay him the money. But I'm sure you can figure this out. I'd sign him earlier just to make sure that he knows the book so well and has done walkthroughs at least that by the time he comes back, he's on it, right? Like, there's no miscommunication. There's nothing like that. Like, he knows exactly what he needs to do as opposed to having to slowly bring him back and, like, put in a couple of plays at a time for him. Yeah, I don't think that it's necessarily... I think teams are are trying. I, I just don't think he's ready for it. Like, I don't think he wants... He's the, he's the one being patient. He wants to see who's yeah, going to be in the yeah. playoffs. He, he's the one who's going to be the most desperate to go get him. Uh, so, I think he's playing the waiting game. Um... But yeah, I think again the the Packers they're not it. They're going down. A surprise win last week to me was the Atlanta Falcons over the the 49ers. Now the 49ers yep. are are hurt on defense so bad right now. The game yeah. before they had so many guys lost. And so uh I mean your boy, our boy Marcus Mariota straight out bald. It was NFC player of the week. Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I said that. Marcus Mariota was NFC Player of the Week. Um, good for him. Yeah, good for him. He's such a good dude, man. So I'm, I'm rooting yeah, for him. 
and uh, so that that upset is crazy to me. I don't know what really is going on with these uh, Baltimore Ravens. I I thought, and I think that was a pick that you had, right? Was uh, them over the uh, the New York Giants, but. Uh, there's just something not right. I think uh, again when we're talking, we talked baseball. Uh, I mean basketball drama earlier. Um, I think the drama behind the contract talk for Lamar is, is just getting to this team because they they just I don't know what it is. They're missing something that they're not quite it. They should have won this game against the Giants. This, you know, what's really it's gonna be hard to say, but it does seem like this is part of it. It seems like there's some heart missing in that Baltimore team. And that's usually not the case, right? That's usually what they actually pull out close wins on is how, like, they just never give up. But they just look like they kind of almost go flat. And they that's dangerous for them because that is the type of stuff that happens where Lamar will get himself hurt because he's going to have to force too much stuff. Um, you know, another game that was really interesting was Seattle-Arizona. I did not expect Seattle to pull that out. I also didn't, I never expected Arizona to score such a few amount of points. But I thought that was an interesting, I think that puts Arizona in a really kind of dangerous position. They like, they got to pull out some wins. They are too inconsistent, just like we're talking about Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, they're, again, uh, Cliff Kimberger is not that dude as, as, Your boo. <laughs> as my boo. As a as a coach, man, he's just not it, and there's a lot of fighting already on the sidelines. We just saw this past Thursday, they did actually get a win, but that was all because of their defense, and it was all because yeah. of yeah. Uh, what New Orleans Saints has like everybody hurt on offense right now, and so uh, they did they did get that dub, and D Hop is back, and he looked like D Hop, like he didn't skip a beat, right? And so maybe they'll 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 make a little bit of noise at some point. Like I'm still expecting some type of run from the Cardinals, but the Seahawks to me is just crazy. Geno Smith and that team and all like we expected them to be at the bottom of the barrel. They definitely did, and uh, they are not it. And it's just crazy to me what 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 I see when I watch the Seattle Seahawks is every crap. Uh, that that team was talking as uh, Russell Wilson was leaving, right? Like Russell Wilson is running his own stuff. Russell Wilson is running his own plays. And then when I see Geno Smith, who is like going to be there, who's a professional, and he's going to do what the coaches tell him, and he's going to run that game plan, and he's going to do all that. And this is why we're seeing a, a you know a Geno Smith having a resurgence is because of the system that uh, Russell Wilson just didn't want to run and who is struggling now running any kind of anything over in denver of uh, please god like I, I don't i don't want to look ahead of the schedule but i hope there's no more primetime games with denver broncos like i'm done yeah they had the monday night game last week right yeah for against charters and the charters team unfortunately like they they haven't been as entertaining as expected because keenan allen went out you know her work kind of got has been banged up um that game was a 1916 Chargers win in overtime, but it was not an entertaining game. No, not at right? all. Those, well, those things are like tough. And I, I got also, uh, you know, shout out to Chris G for shouting us out in the chat about the AFC West and then the NFC East, yeah. right? Like the NFC East has been the most entertaining division in football right 
right now, and, and I got—I hate that I have to admit that. Um, we but, were wrong. We were wrong. Okay. And this is also—I will say this—I don't think anybody else predicted this except for people that root for teams in that, right? Which is what they do every year, and they happen to have got one right. So the NFC East is, is where it's at. You had that Philly-Dallas game, which. You know, for what it was, it was entertaining. It was a good game. It was interesting to watch. It was you learned a lot about those teams, but it was clear that Cooper Rush, right, is not the dude. Yeah, yeah. For those people, they were like, "Oh, replace Dak," and like, "This is the guy." <laughs> Come back to earth. I get that y'all were on a run. That's exciting, but reality is setting in. I mean, he did he did what he had to do as far as a backup, right? Like he. He carried the team along, uh, didn't yep. make too many yeah, mistakes. He more yeah, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be the next Chase Daniel, right? Like he's gonna be the high commodity backup quarterback out there in the league, and he's gonna spend the next twelve years in the league being a backup. Yeah, yeah. So good for Cooper Rush, but yeah, you're right. Dak Prescott come back this week. Um, very well calculated by the Cowboys, I think, for for him to come back this week as opposed to last oh, week. Can't bring him back against Philly. You can't bring him back Philly. You bring him back against Detroit, who has the worst defense in the league. Like he's gonna he's gonna go off this week, obviously. Uh, so it's gonna be like a, a, a super move by the that well calculated move by the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and then they get I believe they have a bye after that. Yeah. So then he gets more, right? So. Get him in some reps, get him to do it, and then take a break, and then get to like start the next half of the season again. Game of the week, though, Buffalo at Kansas City. I couldn't believe, I didn't know until that day, till Sunday, that it was a 4 o'clock, 4.30 game. I thought it was a Sunday night game, and then I like almost missed it because of that, and I realized, like, oh, shit, and I came back to watch that game. That game is what you watch football for, right? It's like shootouts, but also just like... Errors, it was interceptions in the end zone. Right. Like it was just such an entertaining game. It was such a great game. These two teams uh, remind me. They, these two teams remind me. You remember uh, when uh, New England Patriots and the Colts were always going at it? Peyton Manning versus Tom yeah. Brady. Yep, yep, yep. Like this is this this decade's uh, Mahomes versus Allen, back and forth. Like I expect to see these two teams again in the playoffs. Battling each other for for Super Bowl uh, contention, uh, it's just just a great series between these guys. Like Buffalo win yeah. that that's a big win for them. Um, it it puts them you know not only in the standings right now in the AFC standings, but when you look down and you get down to the to the playoff time, that's two wins, right? They have one win over them and they have a head to head. So uh, for that overall uh, number one spot in the AFC. So yeah, that was a good game and, and it was crazy. I I honestly I thought it was gonna be more of a shootout. I was looking for like a 36 to 40 something type of game. Um, but shout out to Tony Romo who called this exact score like four minutes into the first quarter. He's like, this is gonna be a 24 to 20 type of game, not a shootout. And I was like, what are you talking about, Romo? And then sure enough, sure enough, 24 to 20, he nailed it. Uh, but yeah, I just I like those two teams playing in. I I could watch them play a seven game series for for the yeah, title, yeah. right? Playoffs too. I I was actually happy with the Buffalo win because of the fact that uh, it brought like some balance to 
like the storylines of these two teams in the competition because if, if Kansas City wins then you get people now starting to be like oh they own Buffalo right but the fact that Buffalo kind of avenged that playoff loss it creates this more like oh now we really don't know what will happen in the playoff game and I think that's what the NFL needs it's what we want as fans it's also just like what that rivalry needs it never needs to be one-sided yeah, so that was week six. But let's move on to uh, week seven coming up. Um, actually, the schedule is not that great when I look at. There's not a lot of really big games going on. Uh, one of the big games, and we'll talk about later, is uh, Colts and Titans. I think it's one of the top three games this week um, playing. But um, there are some games, like I said, we said earlier, uh, the Cardinals. Uh, Beat the Saints earlier on Thursday. Uh, finally, some type of good game on Thursday night. Um, it was a crazy game. It's actually a defensive battle, even though the score was 42-34. Defense scored a lot of points uh, for Arizona. Uh, what are what are uh, games that, that stand out to you going into this weekend? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, like, strong... I think there's games that really will determine a season for teams. And so I think what's interesting is that because it's a division matchup, the game that really stands out in my mind, it may not be like the big marquee game, but it's Browns-Ravens. You know, it's any division game, you know those teams know each other so well. They're paying attention to their books, their film. And, you know, you brought this up before, is that it's a must-win game for both of those teams, right? Um, particularly if you're looking at the Browns going into that, I'm sure that they're looking ahead to whenever... Uh, Deshaun Watson is going to come back, which is going to be a crazy spectacle once that moment happens in, in, I think, what is that, week 11 or week 12? Um, Or maybe even 13 because of the buys and stuff. Uh, But the Ravens, you know, we talked about their inconsistency a little bit earlier um, in recapping last week. And and the Ravens, you know, they need to start stamping games and saying, like, no, we're... We are a, a legitimate contender. We're going to be a playoff team. And this is a, a, a great game to start creating separation in that division. Uh, what was a game for you that stands out as like either must wins or like these are games where like you have to pay attention to what happens between these two teams? A, a must win for me right now. And it's uh, crazy. Is, is the, we talked about him earlier. And we talked about this team earlier. The Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers versus yep. the Tyler Heineke-led Commanders, Love that dude. yeah, that's. Love I'm excited. Boy. Like I like, I like Tyler yeah. Heineke too, man. Like I think he's he's gonna win the job. I think uh, yeah. Carson Wentz exactly. is out four to six weeks. Tyler Heineke, they're gonna realize like Tyler Heineke is gonna be our quarterback from here on out. Yep. Uh, but if the Packers lose to Tyler Heineke and the and the Commanders, like Ooh, that's no. that's it for them to me. Like it's over already. I'm counting them out. They're, they're going to be out of this this thing altogether. Um, yeah, they can't lose that game at all. Um, a big game, a big game to me, and then we need to talk about this. A, a big trade happened uh, in the NFL the other day. Um, Biggest midseason trade that I can remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this stuff just really doesn't happen in, in the NFL. Trades like this yeah. in the middle of the season. But the San Francisco 49ers going all in and outbidding the uh los angeles rams who were also trying to give everything they could but they don't have enough draft capital they've already traded everything all their draft but anyway 49er is getting uh christian mccaffrey 
to that team like they're already like running a team right they're already a running team for them to get a talent like christian mccaffrey and if he can stay healthy is a major major deal it could almost be a super bowl going a super bowl winning deal if they could put it all together it could and then the thing that comes up is that their strength which is what you brought up earlier is that their defense is really hurt if that defense doesn't come back i don't know that this team and sadly enough i think it's going to be because jimmy garoppolo doesn't have what it takes to put them over the top and make up for a bad defense even with all the number of people that he's got in that personnel but it is scary to think that now Garoppolo can drop off to McCaffrey and you can have McCaffrey in the backfield and now move Debo Samuels out of your running back position and make him an actual wide receiver right um and Ayuk has shown that he can score and can make an impact so that speed on that team is incredible and it's maybe Garoppolo getting the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible and just letting these guys get yards after the catch yeah absolutely like they're uh their defense, like I said, we took a big hit. They're going to play the Chiefs this week. Look for that to be a high-scoring game, I think. Yeah, um, I know, I know uh, that they do plan on playing Christian McCaffrey. I don't know how much he's going to play. How much of the playbook does he know already? Yeah. With all that going on. Um, you know that Shanahan, though, is going to have some set. Like, this is an easy enough play to remember. Go in there. Run right. Right. Go in there. All right. Screen left. You look for a lot of screens. <laughs> a lot of dump offs. Um, so I'm excited to see that game and and where that goes. Um, one thing I want to talk about, Primo, when we're talking NFL, um, is uh, I don't know if you heard the the owner on owner crime that went on in these NFL owner meetings was <laughs> was nuts. A bunch of old white men in a room. Um, and then just all hell broke loose. First off, they, they get to the, they get to this meeting, and on the table in front of them is a letter from Daniel Snyder. Um, just said like it, it's funny, like th- th- this letter actually leaked, and it started off with like, "Hey guys, how are you doing? Like we're buddies. Hey, hey buddies, how you doing?" And so pretty much that he is denying the claim that he's uh, investigating all the other owners trying to kiss but i know what he's trying to do he's trying to stay in office and so anyways so that that's number one number one thing to happen in the first thing to happen in the nfl owners meeting second thing happened was they were voting on how to pay like a how to pay roger goodell i think it was like a bonus or something and how how they pay it all the owners agreed except for jerry jones jerry Jones did not agree he said no but when robert Kraft came in um, and said voted yes Jerry Jones for some reason decided to say hey don't don't fucking test me or something to Robert Kraft uh, and so they started going at it and they started yelling at each other two old 80 year old white dudes <laughs> having to be separated okay and then uh, and then to me to me the best thing the best thing was after the uh the meeting and here's the thing but from what i've heard is in these meetings like they they talk about what we're gonna who's gonna say what to the media about what happened in this meeting right yeah and so 
they sent out Jim Ursay. The Jim Ursay from the Indianapolis Colts, Mr. Cokehead himself, okay? They sent him out to let him know, like, we have the votes to vote out Daniel Snyder, right? We Yes, we do. We have the votes. What he does is despicable and all this stuff. And I'm just thinking about this is coming from Jim. You guys decided Jim Ursay was a person to send this message out. Um, so, so. I, I love that this guy has been arrested with bags of money on him. Like, Africa, he's like on some drug dealer shit. And like, not smart drug dealer, right? Like, this is not a kingpin. This like some like mid-level dude who's like doesn't know how to. Yeah, Jim Ursay as the as your representative is not a strong reflection of the group. And I always I love the idea that like a Jerry Jones and Kraft would get in an argument because I I imagine some like uppity Robert Kraft getting upset and like getting like riled up and stumbling over his words. And I also imagine like a cowboy Jerry Jones with like a cowboy hat on the table. Right, like there's nothing on the table <laughs> that they're all sitting at except Jerry Jones's cowboy hat. That's like how I picture this meeting happening. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't these, I mean, these are the guys running the monster business of the NFL. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And again, like just these owners. All that matters is money. That's it. That is it. That is it. And also, like I'm wondering, like you know. uh the new owner of the uh, Denver Broncos, uh, Mr. Walton himself, Walmart. Like, I, what is he doing in these? It's like he's in this meeting and he's just like, "This is what the, this is. These are the guys that got this business like this, right?" Because you know he's been in a top level, different kind of business meeting. And for him to be in this owner meeting, like, what the hell is going on? I wonder what he was thinking. I always think about like how there's not a direct correlation between like billionaires and like etiquette or um, I'm gonna dare to say intelligence, right? Like that these guys um, are not the smartest people around just because they have money, right? There's, they have a lot of really strong people. Um, they do good jobs and keep their businesses afloat and are really the ones that are like the brains behind these things. It makes me think of always oh, this like uh, Michelle Obama mentioning that she's been like at the like highest tables in the world, like the, the most powerful people in the world. And her comment was like, they're not that smart. Right. <laughs> you know, like not everybody's all that smart. Like you, power does not equate to intelligence. And I think that Jim Ursay is that example. Is this guy is like, yo, this dude just has a lot of money to play with. And yeah. These guys are arguing and being bitter over like who's richer and who's gonna make the like like final say and have the last word. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Children, exactly. All right, Pima, let's do this. Let's do our picks. Going in, I am currently in the lead. Like I always knew, I was gonna be in the lead. I don't plan on giving up this lead. Uh, so. Uh, I want to get get into the picks going into week seven, Primo. What I am going to give you, which I think is actually a battle of three and three teams, uh, the uh, reigning NFC player of the week, Marcus Mariota and the Atlanta Falcons, go into Cincinnati against the three and three Bengals. 
who are kind of struggling. Who do you got? I think my brain tells me immediately Cincinnati. And I think it's just simply because of the season that they had last year, right? There's a certain sense of expectation, pride. But also, I mean, they just they have way more talent on the offensive side of the ball than Atlanta does. There is no way that Joe Burrow should not put up points and Marcus Murray, like, continue to try and, like, be the player of the week. Like, Cincinnati has to take this game. I think this is also a must-win game for Cincinnati. Nobody expects anything out of Atlanta, so whatever they get is just, like, icing on the cake. But Cincinnati needs to win games, and they need to get above 500 pretty quick because if they're six games in and at 500, we know how many games it takes you to, like, have a decent record in the NFL to have a chance in the seating in the playoffs. They got to win, like, 11 games, right? And if they only got three right now, then that doesn't leave much room for them to uh, to take any more losses, and it can't be the teams like Atlanta. So I got to go Cincinnati in this game. I, I expect them to be fully prepared to take this game on. In, in your matchups, I think... Because we were saying, you know, you mentioned the schedule doesn't have like these like really big power games um, where you're excited about both teams. The game that I am, am interested in seeing is this Pittsburgh team coming off that win over Tampa Bay in Miami against this Dolphins team that seems to be kind of like trying to figure out how to tread water with the injuries that they've gotten. Um, Pittsburgh and Miami, these two teams coming out. What do you see? happening with like all of the injury stuff that is happening to both sides on, on the quarterback position yeah it's crazy so again pittsburgh had a big game last week um trubisky was out there dealing like he was out there i think he converted a third and 12 he converted a third and 15 he uh converted a third and 18 like he was out there dealing um pickett was out uh, but when he was in there in the first half he was out there dealing like it was crazy like okay who is this team? Um, but they're going to Miami, and Miami gets Tua back this week. And uh, I think that offense with Tua is just a little too much. Like Tyreek Hill, with with whatever quarterbacks hit that he had last week, still had like a hundred and, and and what the hundred twenty seven yards. Like, he, he's still that dude, man. Like, it doesn't matter who is throwing in the ball, right? It doesn't matter. First string, second string, third string quarterback, that dude is going to be open or throw him the screen, and he will take it to the house. You said 127. I just looked at it. 177. That's what it was. 177. That is <laughs> nuts, right? For I was already thinking, like, now, 127 might be too high, maybe. And then I'm literally like, oh, no, it's 177. 177 <laughs> with uh, second and third string quarterbacks throwing in the ball in one game. Right. Like, he's still that dude. I think he's definitely leading the league in in uh, right reception yards. So I'm going to go with Miami. And I think Tua, with Tua coming back, uh, hopefully he stay healthy. Hopefully they can keep him upright. Uh, yes. Every hit that he takes, I'm – yeah, every every hit that he take, I'm gonna be cringing. Like, oh god, like no, like so. We'll see, but yeah, I think definitely Miami over Pitt. Uh, moving on to the next game, we talked about this game a little bit. Um, I'm definitely gonna give you the uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Christian McCaffrey 49ers. Who you got? Yeah, I, I mean, 
to me, it's an obvious choice for the one reason. So Kansas City, and it's only not only because of this, but you know, I think I would give San Francisco a little bit more of a chance if Kansas City was not coming off of a loss to Buffalo. The fact that Kansas City took that loss, you know, that only motivates you to come out and just like try to destroy anybody that is in your way after that. And particularly when it's against a team that is like being compared to you on a consistent basis. There, I think, I expect Kansas City to come out firing. I expect a big game from Patrick Mahomes. And I expect some really risky big plays from Andy Reid play calling to kind of send a message that like, they still can do whatever they want. I would also be concerned with if I'm San Francisco and they have that injury, those injuries in the in the secondary, is seeing the emergence last week of uh, Juju Smith-Schuster because he looks now like he's going to be their at least top wide receiver. Kelsey might still be their leading receiver, but in, in yards, but Juju Smith-Schuster looks like him and Patrick Mahomes are getting along just fine. So. I would. I'm taking Kansas City in this game. In the second game for you, I, I'm I'm looking at um, some teams that are just kind of like they're putting up points, right? Like they've been putting up points for some some of the, these weeks. Keenan Allen might come back, so it's Seattle at LA Chargers. Who do you see taking that game? Uh, Seattle, LA Chargers. Like Seattle's been playing good. I like Geno Smith. Um, I don't know. I still, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's false hope, maybe. But I still have this hope for that the Chargers are going to turn this around. I think Herbert's going to turn it around. I think it's a possibility. It's just, like, he's still obviously, like, hurting from his rib. Or or he's got, like, PTSD of getting hit in the rib because he just doesn't seem, uh, like, too comfortable in that pocket anymore. Um, so I know the the experts said that like that's like a four to six week injury. Yeah. Man. Um, so I think we're coming into about week four now or week five now from when that injury hit. So hopefully he's getting better. Yeah, but that four to six weeks if you don't play, right? Yeah. And he's still playing. So like, how long do you think before you see him getting back to normal? Yeah. I or mean, you, feel, you just got much film, right? Like you're gonna see it when you go back to see these highlights. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I mean, I'm just gonna go with for for no other reason. Not not what I'm watching on the field. Because if I was just watching on the field, I think that, that Seattle is is the hot one right now, and and the Chargers are struggling. But I'm just gonna go for for the Chargers on this one. Uh, one more pick for you, primo. A big game, a huge game. It's the New York Giants. Versus Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got? I'll say this: I'm I'm excited to see how happy my friends who are New York Giants fans have been this season because they've been in pain for so long that to now see them just like having hope, they just seem like happier people in the world. So I'm happy for them in that sense. I gotta actually go with New York Giants in this game too. Jacksonville has been too inconsistent. And New York just seems like they almost seem just like too mature to lose like against teams that they shouldn't, right? Like they've pulled out wins in these like comeback fashion and, and beaten teams that they probably are not better than and and yet have just kind of figured out kind of a new culture. And I, I, I'll equate it to what it seemed like we saw 
with our own team, the Tango and Vrabel came in and there was this like different attitude. Like people just believed that they could win. And I feel like I'm seeing that with this new coach in New York. And I think Jacksonville just has not pieced it together yet well enough. But I do think that as the year goes on, um, we are going to see a, a great growth um, in Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, sorry, Taylor Lawrence. I'm thinking Heineke. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to emerge, I think, as a very, like, as a gunslinger. But in this game, I got to go to the Giants. I got to give it to them. They've shown too much consistency, and Jacksonville has not. Last game, I'm going to give you a, <laughs> I feel like I'm giving you one of the, like, muddy, sloppy games of all time in the Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots. Who do you get in that game? That's the Monday night game this week, by the way, for all of you that are that need to take a Monday off from watching football because somebody's maybe your wives are getting upset at you that every Monday you're too busy. But Chicago there's gonna be baseball. Anyway. There's gonna be baseball going on. So watch the playoffs. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm definitely gonna go with New England. Just I mean, pure fact is Chicago's trash. Right? They have nothing on offense. They have nothing on defense. They're just trash. Uh, what I'm interested to see is the quarterback controversy. Mac Jones is 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 going to come back. Is going to start. Zappy's been balling. Zappy threw for. You rushing it? You rushing it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He's seeing Zappy out there, and he's feeling like Drew Bledsoe, right? He's like, holy crap! Yeah, That's exactly what he's like. Am I Drew Bledsoe in this? Because Zappy is coming out and he is slinging it. We talked about Cooper Rush being a, a backup quarterback who just can get you win. Zappy is out there throwing for yards, right? He is throwing for 300 and some yards. It is crazy. So, yeah, as we wrap this up, I'm definitely going to have to go with the New England Patriots. I'm just looking forward to uh, seeing what this quarterback controversy is going to do and who, who they're going to actually start for this game. Well, that wraps up this week's show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Y'all make sure to like, comment, or review today's episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Puro Pinche Primos. You can find us on all major podcast platforms or Google Puro Pinche Primos for our website on Captivate FM. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. Peace. Peace.